Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. And his uh, father-in-law just cleaned the windows on this past Friday, and we happened to be there, and one of my boys walked right by and smudged that thing head on. And tomorrow, even on a snowy, icy day like today, tomorrow... I'll walk through this place, and there'll be handprints, and there'll be messes. And I got set down at my desk, and Ruth's been working to get my office cleaned back up. And uh, I sat down at my desk this afternoon, and there was a half-eaten sucker on the edge of my desk and candy wrapper on the floor. And uh, That's good. That's good. Why? It's a growing work. It's a work that God's doing something, and there's life. Anytime there's life, guess what else is there? Mess. Anytime there's life, guess what else is there? Expense. Anytime there's life, guess what else is there? Opportunity. To see God do something amazing. I'll testify this morning that I am so thankful that I had the glorious privilege as a child to be raised up around Christian people in a church with people who had a heart to share the gospel with children. And I'm thankful as a teenager that my church was willing to put forth the effort and take the risk and do the work to have a youth pastor that loved God and His Word and preached the Bible and take us places and do things with us. And when I got out of line, he'd say, Cody, I want to see you after meeting tonight. Oh, man, it's terrible. It wasn't terrible at all. It was wonderful. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful because it was worth it to me. And if you're here and you're a child of God and you've had someone invest in your life, the work of the church, the work of the Word of God, the work that God's given us to do right here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church, guess what? It's grueling, growing, and it's worthy. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. See what God can do. We should trust Him. We should trust Him to do what we're doing and do more than we're doing and attempt great things for God. Now, I've said all that to say this. The work of God needs godly workers. Now, there was a problem. There was a problem in this text. that Jesus was only one man. Now, He's the God-man. I would never diminish Him at all. But Jesus was setting the principle. He said he was, he was only one man, and he was going to divide the work. Jesus wasn't going to, though he could, being omnipresent God, he wasn't going to drive the boat, drive the ship, and preach the message. He wasn't going to drive the ship and heal the sick. He was going to do his part, and he was going to get other folks to do their part, so that the work could go forward, and the work could be, most effective. 
The work of God needs godly workers. What did Jesus do? There was a problem. It was hard. It was busy. One man can only do so much, but it was worthy. So how did he respond? The work of God needs godly workers. Look what the Bible says in verse number 13. And he goeth up into a mountain. He goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would. And they came unto him, and he ordained twelve that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses, and to cast out devils. And Simon he surnamed Peter, and James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James. And he surnamed them Boernages, which is the sons of thunder. And Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. And they went into an house. What did Jesus do? Well, he found some godly workers. The work of God needs godly workers. How were these workers characterized? Number one, they were called of God. Look what the scripture says in verse number 13. And he goeth up into a mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. Now, don't don't overcomplicate this word calling. Say, I know God hadn't called me to preach. That's fine. That's fine. I believe God called me to preach. I know God called me to preach. It was something I knew God put in my heart. Uh, I'm thankful for the calling of God to be a preacher. God doesn't call everybody to preach. It'd be kind of odd if everybody was a preacher, and I had we, we wouldn't have it just wouldn't work. Some of you, if I said you're going to be preaching uh, on Wednesday night, you wouldn't sleep one week between now and Wednesday. Uh, well, God hadn't called you to preach. Uh, he may call some of you to preach. I hope He does. It'd be wonderful. Don't overcomplicate this word "called." Just because uh, you hear the word "called" doesn't mean it's called to preach, called to go to Africa. Called. You know, everybody says, "Oh no, I don't know if I want to surrender to God. He may send me to Africa." I'll tell you one thing: if He just puts it in your heart to go to Africa before the process is over, you won't be able to stand it till you get there. Because God puts it in your heart, what he wants you to do. And you'll have a desire to serve him where it is, how it is, when it is. We need to be called called of God. Jesus saw in this great multitude of people, he goeth up into a mountain and he calleth unto him whom he would. He had a perfect plan. And there were people in that multitude, not the whole multitude, he calls about 12 of them out of the crowd. He says, I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and I want you to go here, and I want you to be this. And I know for a fact that God is calling us to certain tasks and to certain jobs and certain things He's called us to do. We have a lady in our church who, who is faithfully serving the Lord and helping with some cleaning. That's a calling. I want to do something. I said, well, we need this done. I'll do it. What a blessing. What a blessing. We've got folks who called of God to help with the bus children, praise the Lord, and answer to prayer. We've got people who are called of God to sing in the choir, called of God to give to special projects, and called of God to help with the playground, and called of God. You fill in the blank. But I just wonder, when God tugs on your heart, and I hope He is, I actually know that He will. To you, for you to serve Him, 
Are you willing to take the next step and follow and be obedient? I'm not talking about necessarily the call to preach. God's calling you to preach. Don't run from it. Don't run from it. God's calling you to be a missionary. Don't run from it. Accept it. Become a missionary for God and His glory. If that's the calling God's put on your life, that's wonderful. But if God's calling you to pick up some trash in the parking lot, you better do it. What a privilege to get to serve the Lord. God's given us all an opportunity, gives us all opportunities. A growing work needs godly workers, workers who are called of God, who are listening and sensitive. What is it God would have you to do? Called of God, obedient workers. Look at the Scripture says, He call, and calleth unto him, verse 13, whom he would, and they came unto him. That seems so simple, but the Bible makes it very plain, and we need to see that. They came unto him. When God put in their heart something to do, guess what? They did it. God needs obedient workers. Obedient workers. When God puts in our heart, we should follow through. We should initiate it. We should see it to its end. We should obey. When God calls, we should be obedient. They came unto him. Are you being obedient to the work that God's called you to do? Are you being obedient to the prompting of the Spirit of God in your life as a child of God? You see, we need godly workers. And godly workers are obedient. Now the Scripture says in verse 14, And he ordained twelve. And he ordained twelve. That word ordained is interesting. This particular word, ordained, is most prominently translated as do, just the word do. And after being translated the word do, it is secondly translated uh, nearly 200 times in the Bible, the word make, make. It's a a word of action. And the word ordained is, uh, we do ordained, we do ordain deacons and we do ordain pastors. Uh, This isn't exactly the context that we're talking about. And these men were ordained, but the ordination service is not what we're talking about right here. We're talking about a moment in time when Jesus and these men, at the same time, had an agreement and God made them His servants. It was a moment in time, it was a set-aside opportunity where this man, these men and God made a pact and they said, we're going to serve. God said, I'm going to lead. I've got a work for you to do. There's been a ordained moment in my life. There's been multiple ordained moments. I was ordained once as, to be a preacher of the gospel at the Temple Baptist Church in 2009. But this moment in my life, an experience between me and God, where I said, hey, God, I'll serve you. The first one was as a teenager. I remember it. As a teenager in early high school, I agreed with the Lord at church camp that I'd serve Him whatever He wanted me to do. If God wanted me to be a, a police officer, I'd be a police officer. If God wanted me to be a doctor, I'd be a doctor. If God wanted me to be a trash truck driver, I'd be a trash truck driver. 
I agreed with God that He could make me, that He could ordain me, that He could make me anything He wanted to make me, and whatever God wanted for my life, I'd do it. We had that moment. I had that ordination moment as a when God and I agreed that I would serve Him as an early teenager. The next year, God had made some things very plain. And I knew God was calling me to preach. I couldn't help it. I knew I was called to preach. I woke up one morning. I was didn't want to go to work, and I was craving fried chicken. I knew it was the fact. I was going to be a preacher. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, in all sincerity, I had a burning desire in my heart to preach and teach and proclaim God's Word. First couple times I tried it, it was a disaster. Still is occasionally. But I knew God wanted me to preach. And the next summer at church camp, actually it happened before that, I announced my calling to preach at church camp. That summer I was working on my uncle's farm and I was hoeing tobacco. You've never lived until you've hoed tobacco. We had seven acres of burley. And I'd spent a whole week by myself hoeing tobacco in the morning and during the day and going to a preaching meeting at night, and God was at work in my heart. And I can take you the very spot on the farm where I just got before God, and I knelt, and I said, Lord, if you want me to be a preacher, I'll be a preacher. I'm just a lowly country boy. But if you want me to preach, I'll preach. And it was that a moment where God and I agreed. If you want me to serve you, I'll serve you. You know, it was a wonderful thing. I've had a lot of smaller ones through the years. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chihuahua Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chillhowie Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.